Hello, everybody. Welcome uh, once again to Vineyard Community Church. As we continue on in a series we're doing called Vineyard Verses. Vineyard Verses. What, uh, what I'm attempting to do in this series is I want to look at some verses, some passages of Scripture together that I believe are foundational to the Christian walk in life. And I'm encouraging you as we go to memorize these passages of Scripture um, by going through them a verse at a time. And that if you'll, if you'll just sort of work with me and through this, um, you, you will find that you have these verses in you. They resonate within you. And as things sort of come up in the course of the day, they're readily available for us to um, remind us of, you know, how we should be um, living this life. You know, distractions come up and things happen and situations happen. And um, I, I find it can be, um, maybe it doesn't happen to you, but I can get distracted pretty easy. Um, and yet if I have a, a sort of core, um, some, some, an anchor verse or two or a passage that I can get back to, it's very, very helpful in, in limiting um, the amount of time that I'm distracted. And, uh, and so I, I, I would encourage you to, to memorize these verses. This is actually the final um, verse in this passage. And then we're going to start on another passage of Scripture next week that I think is important. This one is really the one I start my day with. And has been for years. This passage of scripture in Hebrews 10, 19 through 25, because it, it has so many important little nuggets for us to sort of, you know, think about and hang on to. And, you know, I love the, the idea of the, the throne room of God, the most holy place, the access we have because of what Christ has done, that, that God sees us in Christ. And, and you know, that, that because of Jesus, uh, you know, on the cross and then defeating death and rising again in the and the curtain being torn in two, and we, we have this access now, and, and we, we, you know, we, he's our great priest, and we've, we've talked about the amazing grace that's available to us, and, and there's so many things in these verses that are just so powerful in life, and we, we talked about hope, and hanging on to that hope, and then last week, you know, um, putting that hope into action, and, and really getting up in, in our days, and thinking about, you know, what can we do? What, how can my life make a difference in the lives of people around me today? And, and really, you know, considering that, thinking about that, uh, and, and dwelling on that, so that we, we live in, in that way. Today, we're going to look at Hebrews 10.25 together, and uh, it's a verse about gathering together and encouragement, uh, and what those things look like, and how important those things are um, in this journey, and in this process. So, um, that's where we're headed and what we're going to get up to in just a minute. Uh, that's the intro transition. I, you know, I like to do a bad joke or two. So I've got, uh, I think I've outdone myself. Uh, you, you know, there was a time when I was addicted to the hokey pokey, but I turned myself around. <laughs> I'm sorry. I enjoy that one. Ah, uh, uh, you know, when, when uh, my wife told me that I had to stop impersonating a flamingo, well, I, I had to put my foot down. That was way better than, okay. I had to put my foot down. Scripture reading here on purpose. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10. I, I was laughing out loud. Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, 
Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. We're going to really get into that verse. Let us not give up meeting together, verse 25, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Um, again, I love the way these, these verses sort of resonate with me in life. And, and um, I, I know that if you, if you just allow yourselves to really let them dwell inside you like that, that, that they're available to you and they're, they're available to the Holy Spirit in the midst of your day to remind you of who you are and, and, and to help you throughout situations. And this is a powerful verse. Let us not give up meeting together. Some are in the habit of doing it. Let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. So let's talk about a few things in this verse. First thing is this, point number one. Let us not give up meeting together. Let us not give up meeting together. Now, I always think it's a kind of interesting verse to and, and thought to share um, in, with everybody that's meeting together because you're, you're doing it. So uh, I always think, well, okay, it's, hopefully it'll be for people that, you know, aren't. But, um, and then I realized the importance of, of sort of getting back at why we get together and what it's all about and, and how important it is to continue to gather together uh, in, as, a, as a corporate group and, and, you know, in smaller groups and, and just gathering as believers in Christ. And one of the things that we talked about last week was I made the point that it's, you know, this life, it's just not all about me. It's not all about me. Uh, and... Um, it's some about me, and I always say that, but, and we'll get to that in a minute. But it's not all about me. And, and in context of the church, um, what you need to know is that the church needs what you bring to the fellowship. The, the church um, needs your presence. Um, and you, you wonder what that's all about. But, but see, in Romans twelve five, Paul says, So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So there's, there's this amazing connection uh, that we have to the body of Christ. And, and we have to begin to realize it's just not all about me and how I feel. Uh, and, you know, in the course of a day that, that, the, that, that I'm, 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 you know, I'm a, I'm a necessary part of the body of Christ. Too often people feel like they don't matter. They can come and go. But it's not true. You, you're necessary. You, you matter. And your gifts and your talents and your time and your prayers um, are an important part of the church. You, you make a difference. You know, we talked last week about life. You know, we're, we're here to make a difference with our lives. And, and so part of the reason that you can't, you know, give up meeting together is the church needs you. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, you, you may not always feel like getting together, but, but it's just, it can't be all about us when it comes to the church. We have to be careful of that because we tend to have a very sort of um, consumer mindset nowadays. You know, we've, our culture has really worked on us and, and it's very easy for us to get into it. It is all about me and it's just not all about me. Some about me is different than all about me. 
So it's not all about me. And it's, I think it's a very powerful thing to realize that um, you need to be a part of what's taking place. It's, it's important. You never know who you're going to impact by you being here on any given day. And, and so it's not just what you're going to get from it. It's what you put into uh, the whole process. And you don't know who, who you're going to be there to pray for, who you're going to be there to encourage, who you're going to be there to say just the word that needed to be said, who you're going to be there to serve somehow. Um, you, you just don't know. And, and yet it's, it's necessary that, that God is, has all these things in, in movement and He wants to use you in the process so that when we get together that everybody is, is taken care of and blessed and encouraged and ministered to as we, as we also you know, pour those things out from us. And so we have to have the idea that it's, it's not all about me. At the same time, it's some about me, and we need to be aware of that. And, and you know, I, I think about that, and I think about... Um, I like that it says, let's not give up, you know, it's sort of the habit of meeting together. Um, you know, let us not give up meeting together. Some are in the habit of doing it. Uh, and so the, the converse is true. Meeting together is also a habit, um, and yet... that. Not meeting together becomes a habit. And so here's, here's what happens sometimes. And I, I see it happen, and, and it it's really fascinates me. You'll have someone who's really connected and is coming regularly, and then all of a sudden, through some sort of events, they miss a weekend, and then they miss another weekend, and then they miss another weekend. That's really all it takes, three, three sort of weeks like that, to stop a habit. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, it's, not, it's quickly not your habit any longer to get up and do what it takes to go to church. And, and maybe you liked it. Maybe, you, you know, maybe it was good to kind of lay in on Sunday mornings and read the Sunday paper. I, sometimes I think about that. I go, oh, because like in, in my life, I've been busy Sunday mornings for as long as I can remember. And, uh, and yet as a kid, I sort of, we never went to church as a kid. I can sort of flash back on Sunday mornings, you know, and there was, there was time to hang out. And they were, used to read the, I used to read the comics, you know, the funny papers. And uh, every now and again, I get a little nostalgic. And I think to myself, man, I'd really like, I'm, I'm really, I'm missing out on something pretty big because I don't get to read the comics, you know. And, uh, and so I go and I bought them, you know. I think, okay, and I, not that long ago, I said to my wife, let's just pretend, you know, we'll make it, we'll call it Schmunday. And uh, <laughs> we'll save the Sunday paper and we'll just, you know, We'll have it there for Monday when we get up, and we'll, we'll just, so we're not missing that, and made a big deal over that and did it, and it just wasn't that great. <laughs> it's like, well, these are stupid. I don't know how. <laughs> wasn't missing anything. Um, but, but I understand, and I've talked to people over time, and I'll say, well, I haven't seen you for quite some time. And, well, I just stopped, and I just can't get back in the habit. And that's exactly what it is. And I, I will say lovingly, listen, no, no guilt here, but start back and go for a few weeks. It'll be habit again and you'll be okay. But it's, it's fascinating to me, that dynamic. And so you, you have to remember, you know, that, you're, that you're, you're required there. And then sometimes you have to kind of look at, well, well, why all of a sudden am I not going or why do I not feel like going? And that's pretty significant too. Uh, and and um, sometimes, not there's, there's legitimate reason sometimes, but sometimes... All of a sudden, we, we're not sort of getting together and hanging out with other believers. One of the symptoms, not always, but sometimes what's going on is there's something that um, you're sort of moving into that's probably not one of your better decisions. And um, when you get around other believers, it may, and it's often not them even saying or doing anything, because they, they really shouldn't, other than to encourage you. 
But sometimes just the Holy Spirit in that environment begins to sort of knock very loudly that, hey, maybe you, maybe you shouldn't keep moving in that direction. Um, and, and, and so then we have to find someone to blame and we'll, we'll blame the church. Well, you know, they don't care about me. And, you, and, that, and we can get this sort of twisted thing. And boy, the enemy loves us to get twisted like that. And this illustration, I think, is helpful about that. Uh, and, and so I, um, we have a lot of friends in law enforcement. I just want to use them as an illustration if I can. And so think about this. So like um, if, you're, uh, if you're in trouble or you're in need of assistance or someone is mething with you and, and a law enforcement officer arrives on the scene, that's really a good thing. Right? Normally you're like, yes! You know, you just, it's a, oh, you know, you, it, there's you, something that feels good about that. You think, that's a really good situation. You're like, yay, you know. And, uh, um, but, but, you know, if you're doing something that maybe you shouldn't be doing, you may not be as excited to see that very same law enforcement person. Do you know the difference? So, so and I, I think of it like, it's like, um, happy in a situation, you know, if I was in trouble on the, on the, on the highway or something and, and needed some help and, and, and a policeman drove, yeah, that'd be awesome. But if I'm knocking down the highway about 20 mile an hour faster than I ought to be and I see someone, I don't have that same reaction, right? It's like, <gasps> so I try not to do that anymore, but, but I just wanted to illustrate the point. And, and, and the reality is nothing has changed about the law enforcement people. The only thing that's different in those scenarios is things that I'm doing. And so, you know, I think a lot of ways in the, uh, the, the church is supposed to function like that is that, you know, when we're, we're really trying to do the next right thing, which most of us are trying to do, um, the, the church then it's, it's good. But if we start to move out of direction, the church should, should feel like that to us as well. It should, we should all of a sudden realize there's something not quite right and we need to connect with that. And, and rather than just push it away as, well, now they're just judging me or being critical, what is it that's going on? I, I may need to look at that in the process. First John 1, 7 says, If we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. And so, you know, the, the reality to me is that, that we need the church to, to stay on track as much as the church needs us to, to be a part and to, to be, you know, the... the parts of the body that we're called to be. And that, you know, the fruit of the Spirit um, is, is really only developed in us in the context of relationship in this manner. Right? When you examine the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, if you start to think about those things, you'll quickly realize that they can't be developed in you apart from relationship. Because you, you, all those things require the interaction of other people. Um, you know, the love, joy, peace, patience, patience. Um, you, it's easy to sort of think that you're patient until you get around other people, <laughs> and then you suddenly realize you may not be as patient as you think, right? So, so we need the dynamic in order to develop the fruit that the Holy Spirit wants to develop in us, and He does that in the context of relationships. So, um, uh, you know, all of the community in this manner is very important for us and, and that was the encouragement of the writer to Hebrews don't stop getting together you need one another and the church needs you to be there and so you, 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 you need to be there and for you and also for everybody else significant part so it's a two way thing alright secondly um, we need to encourage one another we're, we're called to be encouragers uh, we've talked a lot about this here if you've, if you've been uh, here for any length of time and in fact uh, the ministry of encouragement is sort of one of our foundational ministries. You know, I do these things all the time. Be thankful for five things. Encourage two people. 
so we can get one lost child back to dad. That too, that's how I think um, we have to, you know, work on being encouraging. And I, so I encourage you to encourage at least two people every day. And that's one of the things that I consider early in the day. How can I encourage two people today? What does that look like? And, and I'll ask God to help me with that. And, and um, hopefully I'll do more than that, but I purposely go after two. And, and so what does it look like? And I'll, I'll think and pray. And maybe it's a phone call or maybe it's, a, it's an email or, or sometimes it's even a text, something that simple. Or I, I, I go out of my way to go see someone or whatever. But, but I work on that stuff. Think about that all the time because we're called to be encouragers in the process. And to encourage, it literally means to put courage into someone. And so the, the ministry of encouragement is to put courage into people to trust and obey God because of the love that he has for them. And, a, and an encouraging person is good to be around. Um, and, and they build you up with their words and their actions and their attitudes. And, and so um, people that are encouraging, you, you like being around those people. Uh, and yet there's a whole lot of situations in this world and, and fear in this world that sort of sometimes exudes from people, and I, I'm not even sure they're doing it, but, but um, you know, we live in, in what I would uh, say is a, is a very grumpy, fearful world. And one of, the, one of my strong beliefs is that um, it's because of the constant bombardment we face of bad news. Um, and because of, you know, the, uh, all of the stuff that we can do now with television and internet and everything... Um, we don't catch breaks from it. It's, it's like we're just constantly bombarded by bad news. And it's the fearful kind of bad news that just comes at us all the time. And, and it's, um, it's, it's, if you turn on cable news, that's all they do. They fill it up with that and then tell you about how bad it is and then bring experts on to tell you how bad it is. And it's just constant. And now, uh, you know, political season upon us, they, they take it another notch and that becomes... An, and so it's all this mess all the time and... If we're not careful, we just take it in and then we spout it out to the people who are around us and we're adding to the whole process. And, and yet what we need to do is we, we need to understand that um, we have hope that other people don't have because we're in Christ and we, we can look at things completely differently. And, and, and that needs to be what sort of comes out of us that, that no matter what the circumstances, we, we still, we're holding on to hope, a sun-swerving hope we have in, in God and what He's going to do in our lives. We don't need to be fearful people. We don't need to just, you know, regurgitate the, the mess that's coming at us from all directions in the process. And, and um, we're to be a people of encouragement, and, and we have a book of encouragement, the Bible. Um, you know, it's, it's filled with truth and hope and love and purpose and forgiveness. Apostle Paul says in Romans 15, 4 and 5, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have a hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus. So uh, uh, encouragement is something that should flow in us and through us and around us. And, and we should be encouraging one another and, and helping one another and, and being people that speak those words of life into people. Because we need that. Because if our only source is all the mess coming at us, we're going to become very defeated, pessimistic, um, fearful people. And, and so, you know, it's, we, we should never, as believers, we don't need to be that. We, got, we have somehow, by the amazing grace of God, stumbled into the best deal in the universe. And, and all these things that we've been talking about in this whole passage are, you know, so beyond 
you know, really what we can even fully comprehend. It's amazing that we're part, and yet that's who we are in Him. And so with that, you know, that should be what sort of comes out of us in the process. And thirdly then, the writer says, as you see the day approaching. As you see the day approaching. And so, you know, what, what day is uh, being talked about there? And the writer's referring to the last day. Uh, and, and interestingly enough, I don't know if you ever thought about this, but, but we, we live now in the last days, but the church has always existed in the last days. Uh, the 2,000-year run has been lived in a tension that he could come back at any time. Uh, and it's important that we live in that tension. We're to live like he's going to come back today. That changes things. And at the same time, we're to live like until he tarries, God use us to be the people of the kingdom and to share the good news that we have. And, and that's where life is found, is living in that tension, that dynamic of the now and the not yet. And, and so um, the idea of that day, and it, it fascinates me too, is that, that um, you know, uh, it seems like someone is always trying to get uh, out there with the news that they know when that last day is. Uh, there's been many times recently where, where that's happened, you know, the... Uh, the Mayan calendar thing was the last day. There was another big radio ministry in California some years ago, and, and they were saying this, what they had picked the day, and I knew some of those folks, and they were, they were saying, you know, it's a day, and they were selling all their stuff, and uh, we actually had one guy around here, and I, I sort of, I, he had a nice bicycle, and so I said to him, what, what are you doing with that? <laughs> What's he do? Uh, uh, he didn't give it to me. And... Um, The thing is this, people like to get people worked up with that, uh, and, and only God knows that day, and that's you know, something we could talk about in the scripture, so no one's going to know, it, it's going to happen, but um, for believers, it's a good thing, it's not something you need to fear, you know, it's, it's called in the Bible, the great and dreadful day of the Lord, but for believers, it's a great day, Jesus coming back, we sing about it, we pray for it, I, I encourage it, I, Lord come, I, you know, it's Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, that's a, that's a cry. Um, of my heart, Lord, come back uh, and, you know, get us. But until he does, redeem the time. Um, but, but we need to be aware of the, the fact that, that, you know, that day that's coming um, is, is a good day for us. It, it should remind us uh, that we need to be active because we want it to be a good day for everybody. Um, but, but some people choose not to be. But we don't want it to be on account of us that it's not a good day for them. We, we want to be people that are encouraging and gathering and making a difference and, and helping people into the kingdom of God so that they can experience life forever. And, and um, you know, I think about the Apostle Paul who wrote about um, these things and in some ways. And, you know, there was this time when Paul talks about being caught up into heaven. And we're not sure exactly what that looks like. Uh, but if you read through the New Testament in Acts 14, he's in, this, he's in the city of Lystra. And um, they actually stone him, and they drag him out of the city thinking he's dead. And then he pops back up and goes back into the city. and continue. I love that about Paul. And he just hops back up when he does, and he goes right back in and starts preaching again. You would think that might be a good time to exit, but Paul's like, I'm going back in. But, um, but, but it's very possible that, that he, he did pass away at that point and then came back, you know, and the Lord brought him back. Um, but he, he writes this in 2 Corinthians 12. That may not have been the time, but at some point this happened. 2 Corinthians 12, 2. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows. 
And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise. And he heard inexpressible things, that things that man is not permitted to tell. Paul has this encounter in, in heaven, and he, and he can't even speak about it. But from that, he says this in Philippians 1.21. For to me, to live is Christ, to die is gain. If I'm to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. And I just think it's a, it's a beautiful picture of this tension that, that you know, we, we don't need to be afraid of uh, what the future holds because in Christ, He's got us. And we can put that to rest. We, whenever it's good and... and you know, we, we've got that, and, and, you know, I say we have this full and abundant life now. It's not as good as it's going to get, but it's good. But, but until all that happens, we have purpose. We have things we need to do. It's fruitful labor. And in that labor, in that, in that ministry that he's called us to, we experience life. We get to enjoy this life in ways that we couldn't otherwise. And so, you know, with all this in mind, I, I just I, I want to encourage you, as the writer of Hebrews did, that, that we not give up meeting together. But we encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. And, and I think that just ties this passage so well together. And my, my hope is that you, if you hadn't started to memorize it, start. I, it, will, it will impact your life in, in such a positive way. It's such a wonderful verse to, to hang on to and to, to meditate on throughout the day. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together. Some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Let that resonate within you. And, and it will impact your daily walk with Christ. And it will make things much different. And so that's my heart for you. And I, I hope you'll take that on. And we're going we're gonna to open up a brand new passage of Scripture next week. And uh, we're going to look into Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. And uh, I think they really sort of help us take that next step. And, that, and I love those verses. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your requests to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, praiseworthy, think about such things. That's what's next. And uh, I've gotten ahead a little bit. God is good. Amen. Amen. If you're watching my video, thank you for doing that. We appreciate you. Come and visit us when you get a chance. If you need prayer, go to the website and uh, keysvineyard.com. There's a place for prayer. We'll pray for you. We'll see you soon.